Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Welcome back, everybody, to a very special bonus episode of Meet Us at Molly's. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Bryna. Unfortunately, Gina is not with me tonight, but that is okay because I have the lovely Hanako Greensmith. Hanako, how are you? I am good. How are you, Bryna? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you for a little bit. Oh, me too. I'm so excited that you asked me to be on here. I'm so pumped to get to know you guys a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've been wanting to have you on ever since you came back or you were on last season. And then we were like, well, is she coming back this season? We're not sure. Totally. I mean, I was in the same boat as you, so I completely respect that. I'm honored that you thought of doing it last year at all anyway, so thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious, too, like, what was it like getting that call back that, like, you were coming back? And Oh, my God. So surreal, because I remember, you know, we wrapped three episodes early last season, mm-hmm. and so I kind of spent the whole summer being like, oh, will I come back? Will I not? And realistically, you know, he <laughs> dramatically accidentally proposes to me. And yeah. I was- I was like, that actually is kind of a perfect ending. So I really assumed that like my arc was done and I wasn't coming back. So getting that call in January was super surreal. I definitely was like, here we go, Windy City part two. 100%. Were you supposed to be in those last three episodes that got canned? Um, yeah, I think so. For Well, yes, I was yeah. signed up for them. And then, you know, things changed totally understandably. This has been a doozy of a year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to kind of start, though, at the beginning, because I was reading in your bio that, like, your parents are both classical musicians, and obviously you grew up around music. So, like, what made you get into acting, though? Totally. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to be, like, daddy's girl and, like, learn how to play cello, because my dad's a cellist. And, uh-huh. like... I just don't have the temperament or the focus for like four to six hours of practice every day. And when I recognized that, um, I got more into singing and I loved that. And then I found musical theater through that. Mm -hmm. And I realized I love music, but I really, really, really love acting and I really love performing. So I went and I stuck with it. I I got my BFA musical theater, Mm -hmm. um, graduated in 2018. And then all of a sudden camera work kind of fell into my world and I've been desperately trying to figure it out as we go along since then. (laughs) Yeah I was gonna ask you I know that you studied musical theater at Pace like do you prefer stage over tv or film or like do you not really have a preference? It's it's truly the world couldn't be more different like it's it's actually insane. Mm -hmm. I don't even feel like I've given camera a fair shot yet because it's been a short amount of time to judge it but I will say there's something about there's something about camera work like it's a much more cushioned atmosphere you know you're not doing it eight times a week mm-hmm. you're getting it is incredibly different but also there are a lot of other stressors with camera like once you have that scene and that take is done and the editor chooses it you don't get to do it again that's right. it if you're having a bad day it's gonna be a bad day forever so it's yeah. definitely kind of a scarier thing but they're both great. I genuinely love both. <laughs> um, I know you grew up in the musical theater world. Do you have like a dream musical theater role? Well, one that I already did, which is kind of silly because I was truly 17 years old, was um, I got to play Sally Bowles in Cabaret. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar, but I just, yeah. that show has such, such a, such a place in my heart and that character too. It was just such a challenge, but 
I mean, I would totally do it again. I'd probably have even more anxiety doing it a second time around, but yeah. like, it was pretty amazing that first time. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and I know while you were at Pace, like you wrote a book and lyrics for your first musical, which I think is just so cool. And I'd love to hear you talk about like what first, like what that show's about and just like the process of creating your own show is like. Oh my God, I'm so excited that you're asking this question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I wrote it with my best friend, Sandra Okabiejo. She is an amazing, amazing woman. Um, and we were taking musical theater writing class with um, a writer in New York City in college. And um, we just kind of decided after a while, we really worked together. So we hmm. kind of started playing around with some ideas. And the overall universe kind of gives you an idea of what it is. It's going to be, it would be an all-female cast. And mm -hmm. it's kind of warrior women. So they're all kind of soldiers almost in this kind of medieval, mythical, nonsensical time where they're kind of both fighting for this kind of vengeance over one another's king's death. And then mm -hmm. the two protagonists end up kind of like falling in love. And we have a kind of Roman or like, I guess I could say Greek tragedy kind of experience throughout the show. But it's it's been amazing. And she's such a wonderful writer. I, I love writing with her. Yeah, I was listening to some of it on YouTube or I was watching some of the clips. Uh, and it yeah. sounds so good. Like, is that something you guys are trying to like push, make actually happen one day or... God, yes. Well, we we did a workshop over this past in like May when obviously nothing else was going on. Right. Um, and so, but since then, you know, life has been so crazy. And also we had to take some time because even when there was not a lot going on, everyone was like, I need time for me. So we took a little bit yeah. of a break after that. Um, but we have been talking about it and really want to get back. I would, I would do anything to see it like on its feet and get to see like these women take on this role and see what they bring to it. It's just, it's so fulfilling and so amazing and rewarding. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. So, cool. um, so I guess now transitioning into fire a little bit, I'm curious, what was your audition process like for fire? Because I know you were on FBI for like a hot second. Um, second. Yeah. But yeah. So like, I guess, did that help you get into fire? Like, what was your audition process like? Like, how did you end up on the show? Yeah, so FBI, as you probably know, and you kind of indicated already, it's tied with FIRE as well. It's the same office. Mm -hmm. So I had been going in for, like, years in that office. And, I, I mean, they were so sweet at that casting office. And they kept saying, like, one day, like, one day, something will happen, I promise. <laughs> so FBI was kind of my first thing. Um, I think they wanted to make sure that, you know, I could get through being on set and I could make sure mm -hmm. I could deliver when the time came. And then with fire, honestly, it's insane how quickly it happened. I don't, maybe it's because they needed someone pretty last minute. I don't even know, but I only had one audition. I didn't even have to go to a callback, wow. which is insane. Cause like I've never yeah. had that happen. And then they pretty much checked my availability and they were like, great, welcome to Chicago. And I was signed on for two episodes with potential for more. And then the rest of the season kind of came around and it was pretty exciting just getting to see what kind of drama they threw Gallo's way. So <laughs> it's been fun seeing what they have in store, you know? Yeah. So since you didn't get a callback, like how fast between like when they told you, hey, you booked this yeah. role and then like how fast did you have to be in Chicago? Right. I think it was something like two weeks, maybe. Okay. It wasn't insane, but it definitely Right, it wasn't like, tomorrow, we need you on no. set. Yeah. Exactly, 8 a.m. flight, pack your bags. No, it definitely was like, I had some time to like go to the gym and meditate a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I know obviously you've been going into that costing office for a while. So like, I'm assuming you were like somewhat familiar with the shows before you joined, but like, we yeah. always like to ask like, what were like what do you think of this idea of a shared universe like on of this scale like on television like especially coming in as someone who's kind of later in the game totally i mean it's incredible i mean just 
network television as a whole, the way that it takes care of its actors and creates such like wonderful machinery almost in a way and the way mm-hmm. that it functions so gracefully and at, with so much ease all the time. But the Chicago shows, like I have so much respect for you and what you're doing with your work on this podcast because it's like Wednesday there's a whole saga to watch there are Mm -hmm. three different pieces of this giant world and it's featuring all these people who are working tirelessly for this city and Chicago as I'm getting to know is such a special city so there I do have so much respect for all the people involved including you and all the people who are involved in the storylines it's just such an amazing world (laughs) <laughs> had you watched any episodes of any of the shows like before you went to Chicago to start filming yeah so I definitely tried to watch as much as I could have fire before I got here but mm-hmm. um I had gone in I think a couple times for med before coming in for fire so mm-hmm. I think I had seen a little bit of med but I wasn't like I didn't watch it all all the time yeah um but when I knew I was coming here I definitely was like okay I gotta study up gotta get familiar with this world uh yeah yeah, there was a lot to learn, I guess, that I tried. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of background <laughs> yeah, you know. there to go, try to go through and make your way through. Yeah, totally, uh, yeah. So because you were only supposed to be on for originally, like, two episodes, and then obviously with the option to join for more, yeah. what was your, did you get any kind of paramedic training? Oh, my God, like my first day, Um, you. I don't know if you've chatted with maybe Kara at some point about this, but there is a real paramedic, Michelle, mm-hmm. who's like, yeah, she's like Chicago paramedic. She knows what's up. She knows what she's doing. She's done it for a minute. She literally was like, she just taught me how to put on a cervical collar, collar and do like a blood pressure cuff, like maybe half an hour before I had to actually do it. Uh-huh. And I remember like, I was shaking. I was so nervous. <laughs> They're not even that challenging, but I swear yeah. I'm glad the camera caught none of it because I probably looked like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But- then I will say like Kara has just been the most amazing like paramedic angel mom guidance teacher (laughs) she takes every moment to be like okay let's sit down take a breath like I'm gonna teach you really how to use the stretcher like how to make sure it looks like we've been doing this for a while and we know what's up so you're totally taken care of and it's so fun learning like all of the ways that these real people are doing like these activities on their everyday basis it's nuts yeah, it's got to be intense because, like, you got to make it look like it's real, but, like, you're actually acting, and I, I got to right. imagine it's, like, intense trying to figure it all out. Totally, totally, but so exciting. Like, I wanted to be a nurse when I was a kid, but I was nowhere near, like, good enough at science growing up to ever do that, unfortunately. Yeah. So, like, this is totally satisfying my, like, six-year-old's, like, desire <laughs> to be part of this world. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, So getting into, like, Violet as, like, a character, I'm curious, like, are there qualities of Violet's that you relate to the most? Yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, the more I get to know her and the writers are kind of like giving me more to understand of her. I just mm-hmm. really, I really respect this like kind of intense passion she has to like be there for the people of Chicago. And especially like this year, I have so much respect for being a paramedic because mm-hmm. this year the people have really faced so much trauma and sacrifice for our communities. Yeah. And so I think her kind of like undying passion for that and determination to be the best of the best, not necessarily like in a negative cold way, but like mm-hmm. in a very determined giving way is something that I would love to say that I also kind of feel a bit uh, mm-hmm. acting. Obviously, it doesn't serve as intense of like a life saving purpose, but I think entertainment gives people so much room to kind of recognize themselves and find an escape if they need that or someone to show them aspects of themselves that they might have not seen before and I think it can be such a healing thing so I think in those two regards I'd like to think we're similar in that way yeah that's awesome 
Um, we got a lot of questions for you from our listeners um, once they found out you were coming on. And so I'm going to kind of just sprinkle them out. But so one of them, Lois wanted to know, what is Violet's last name officially? Is it Lynn oh my God, or I'm is so it glad Mikami? I'm so glad you're asking this. I can understand that it's really confusing. Yes. So um, what happened is it was originally Lynn. I came on as Violet Lynn. And then Derek called me before I came back to Chicago this time around and was like, hey, like I found out that you're Japanese. Like, would you like to have a last name that's Japanese? We've never said your name on the show as far as everybody knows. Uh-huh. It's technically been said. So uh, he pitched a couple options and whatnot, and then it became Mikami. So yeah, it is now Mikami, and I understand why people are confused. Gotcha. Yeah, I think some people were like, did Deadline make a mistake in that article? Like, what totally. was going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me clarify that. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is cool, though, that Derek, like, pitched you and was like, hey, like, what's yeah. going to be, like, care for? Like, that's cool. Totally. That's cool. I've never had, a, I've never gone to play a Japanese character. I've played mm-hmm. Asian characters, but never Japanese. And it was really, it was felt really special to have someone like make some kind of specificity around exactly who I am. So that was definitely felt, felt very honored afterwards. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to speak for you, but like, does that take on a different meaning too? Like given everything that's going on too? No, absolutely. I mean, again, like, being a paramedic in this kind of time in our history, it feels really important. It feels very, it has a total different heaviness to it this year. Um, and definitely just playing someone who's Japanese and knowing like my family is Japanese. Like mm-hmm. it just it feels more personal because I'm right. able to identify with, even if we're not going to talk about it. Like it just right. knowing that I have that name and I have that, right. I don't know, it's definitely. And the backstory exists. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we can't, of course, have you on this podcast and not talk about Violet and Gallo. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> we've obviously loved them since Violet was first introduced, and I'm curious, like, what is your favorite part of that relationship? Um, I think this might be kind of basic, but honestly, you know, Gallo, similarly to kind of what I said about Violet, he wants to be the best of the best. He will throw himself in first. He will, like, blind, just blinded, just blinded with his need to be brave and save. Mm-hmm. And I think Violet finds that really not just like attractive, but I think she's inspired by that. And I think she feels the same way to a certain degree. So um, I think that's kind of where that relationship has started out with. And I think that's, I mean, we'll see what the writers kind of throw in there because I know that much more than you guys, but (laughs) I think that's kind of where it all began. (laughs) What's it like working with Alberto? Um, I think you chatted with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got to chat okay. with him. So you you know he is a sweetheart. Like yeah. he's really a lovely young man. He is so gracious and like one memory I'll always have is when I first got here. Um, mm. As I've told you, I was I was really nervous. This was like my first actual like gig, and mm. um, we had to do that first <laughs> intimate scene, which was like tearing open a door, like making out. Yeah, this guy, like we were like. <laughs> smashing our faces into each other like it was it was a lot for someone you had just kind of met but he was so great and being like hey I just want to check in with you are you comfortable do you feel okay like let Mm -hmm. me know face and that says so much about a person because it just gave me that room to say like if I did feel uncomfortable I could and so him be there and like playing for our team was just so comforting so working with him is he is such a great guy it's been so great that's awesome. Um, Samantha wanted to know, do you have a favorite scene you've shot with him? Yeah. Oh, oh, with, with Gallo. Okay. I think, <laughs> oh, you know what? I think my favorite scene was probably our last scene of season eight, 
where he desperately asks, not yeah. even asks, pitches the idea of marriage. Because yeah. I think by that point, like Alberto and I knew each other a little bit better and I was definitely more comfortable with being on camera and understanding the set and the community here. So we were able to let go and like mm -hmm. really react off of one another. And so that reaction at the end was just, it was so much fun to do with him. He is such a great, as I said, team player. So it was really great. <laughs> yeah, and that scene is just such a fun one too because he just like spits it out. We were like, Gallo, like what are you doing, dude? Like, bro, come on. You really thought that was the best thing you could say right now. I know. Yeah. It's so it says a lot about Gallo in a good way. Yeah, and then the <laughs> fact that he like tries to blame it on like everyone else there. They're like, They told me to and I'm like, Gallo, come on now. Use your brain. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> so um funny. So I know obviously now that Violet's going to be around, you know, 51 and she's going to be around Gallo a little bit more permanently. How do you think, like, okay, first of all, do you as like a fan of the show, like, would you, do you want them to get back together? Mm, you know, it's interesting. I have to say like, Mackie's exit was so abrupt and so surprising for literally everyone. And also, yeah. let me just say, like, I totally sympathize with the fans feeling, like, hurt and shocked right now because you've just gotten to know her and you love her so much. Mm -hmm. And in a way, like, I kind of feel that, too. I'm like, he had a relationship with Mackie. Like, yeah. that's a whole – in the firehouse. Like, that's a whole – I feel a little bit of an elephant in the room, right? So, like, both as a fan of the show and as Violet, I'm like – I would appreciate some space almost, you know, before we like jump back into things. But at the same time, I really do think that Violet and Gallo have this kind of like intense attraction to each other and this yeah. kind of like bantery, competitive, like I don't want you, but I want you kind of way. So I do, I mean, I'm obviously still rooting for them in a lot right. of other senses as well. So <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those things too, we were talking about it last week. It was like, oh, well, like we're sad that Mackie's gone, but like we want Violet to come back. And we like that. It was like one of those things where it's like, I don't know how to feel. Like, what do I feel, you know? No, that's so justified. I completely hear you on that. Yeah. yeah. But we were obviously excited to hear that you were coming back for more oh, because we do love so Violet. Much. Um, oh, so glad you guys are the best. So sweet. Um, <laughs> I am curious though. Um, so we had. One of the, honestly the most asked questions we got by some of our listeners was, "What is the Vilo, the Violet and Gallo ship name?" Oh my God! I mean, I haven't. Oh my God! I haven't even thought of that. Do you have anything that you? Well, I know we've seen like Vilo thrown around the internet, but like I, you know, we were like, I just didn't know if you had any like preferences or anything. Oh my God! I mean, I really should, shouldn't I? I haven't even thought <laughs> over. Viola's kind of cute. Um, I guess, yeah, because what else does there leave? Yeah, I we were like, I guess that's the best one out of the combo. I don't know. We yeah, just, I mean, you can actually, any. I guess they don't often call Violet by Mikami by her last name, obviously, because mm -hmm. it's confusing, but like Mikalo, but then that also, I don't know, because we don't really acknowledge her by her last name. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm eager to see whatever pops up and whatever people end up voting for, because that. It would be kind of cool to have a ship name, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's when you're, like, official, official. You get, like, the ship name that's, like, oh, like, real. Totally. I mean, Bretzy, right? I'm so down mm -hmm. for Bret. Severide is, I mean, no, what, what is Stellaride? Literally. Yeah, Stellaride. It was meant to be. Truly, yeah. truly, truly. <laughs> um, so I know you were talking about, like, what it's like working with Kara earlier. Um, and now that, obviously, um, Lizzie wanted to know, like, how do you think Violet's dynamic with Brett will be seen as, like, you were PIC at your other house, and, like, she's the PIC here. Like, will there be tension at the beginning? Totally. Um, 
Well, again, like for this next episode, you'll, you'll be learning some more. But um, I think, honestly, we haven't acknowledged the BIC specificities yet. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, uh, I think Violet, she's aware, like, she totally sees Brett as an equal, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. like, here's a fellow woman working in this firehouse, crushing it in Chicago, and I see myself in her and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think also she acknowledges like Brett is older and more experienced and she's more established in the CFD. And I think that's important to Violet to like be around a woman who has been just so confident and so capable and Violet feels the same, but she has a lot to learn. And mm-hmm. I think Brett can provide that for her. So I think part of why she was so interested in, and, you know, working with Brett is, uh, is because she wants to have that kind of mentorship and partnership. And I think they're both going to give a lot for one another and support one another in a lot of great ways. So Tension might be seen, but I think first gut reaction here is that they're just really, really loving having this really symbiotic partnership. I think it's interesting that they haven't even addressed the PIC thing, because, like... I know, right? And she's a PIC. You obviously both can't be PIC, but... I know, I know, right? That was kind of something I had to learn, right? I got to see, you know, like, what, what, what is a PIC? And then <laughs> I'm learning it as I go. But totally, totally, because I realized I was, like, wearing the bars, I think, on season eight, which indicated mm-hmm. that. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it it could come up at some point. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um so I know their, you know, episode descriptions get released a little early. And so we were seeing it looks like Viola's gonna get her own storyline separate from Gallo in I think it's nine eleven. Um yeah. and I don't know how much we can tease, but like if you can tease anything about it that episode and like what else maybe Violet's up to. Totally. Okay. Um Yes, I will say it was so interesting and cool seeing her interact with like women rather mm-hmm. than Gallo and seeing yeah. how she's like that kind of team player too. Um, so yeah, you'll get to see her interact with more of the females that you recognize. You'll actually see some other familiar faces, um, which was really, really cool and exciting. And, and you will meet a part of Violet's past that may or may not have more in the storyline. That's all I think I can say. <laughs> it's not deep or emotional or intense, but it's like you'll you'll meet a part of her past, which I think for me also was like very interesting, and I'm eager to see where that goes. So yeah, was it exciting for you as an actress, like when you got that script for the first time, and you're like, oh, Violet has scenes that aren't with Gallo, and like is a storyline, like a whole storyline for her that's like separate from Gallo. Like, is that cool to like read that script for the first time? Oh my god, yes. It was so cool. Oh my god, it was like, oh my god, I'm not being like Gallo's girlfriend right now. Like that's I mean, I've loved doing that, but right. like, whoa, that's nuts. You know what I mean? And also like working that much with Kara and having all of these, you know, these moments together was so thrilling and so exciting. You're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head there. I was definitely like really excited, a little nervous, but mainly really excited. <laughs> that's so cool. Um yeah. Casey wanted to know, if you could guest star on Med or PD, is there a character or actor you would be most excited to work with? Uh-huh. Um, well, <laughs> I would love to work with Brian, um, a Dr. Toy, as you know, on Med. Uh, he came out with this amazing article on Deadline recently that I read, and so I was just like, oh, my God, like, he's been the only, like, significant Asian character in the Chicago universe for a yeah. minute, and so... I would love to just get to meet him and get the opportunity to work with him. Um, so that would be amazing. Um, and then I think 
I would love to work with Burgess from PD because mm-hmm. she's a badass. And also I have a connection yeah. to her in New York. Actually, I, I know someone who knows her. And so that would be exciting. Um, and also, uh, hilariously, I know that Ruzek was in the Princess uh, Princess Diaries. So that's very he important was. to me. Also, <laughs> a little wavelength on that. Um, when I met Jesse Spencer or when I saw him again this season, I was like, Lord James Browning, it's an honor. It's an honor. Uh, winning London always. <laughs> winning yes. London 100 yes. My 12-year-old heart was just bursting at the seams. So, yeah, those are some people that, other than Jesse, obviously, because I luckily get to see him all the time, but the other right. folks in the other shows are would be awesome. Yeah. I know, obviously, cro- they haven't really obviously done a ton of crossovers this season just because yeah. of given everything, but, like, have you gotten to meet any of the Med or PD kids? Um, yes, I have. Uh, I can't really give all of them away because you may or may not be seeing some. Uh, but yes, I have had the opportunity to meet a few of them and they are all, oh, they're so, they're just so nice, dude. Like everyone yeah. here is so nice. It's yeah. crazy. It's I, really, I mean, I will say like, I love the people that I've met from Med and PD, mm-hmm. but I gotta say the fire cast and the crew and the atmosphere here, like everyone's making jokes. <laughs> everyone's making fun of each other. Everyone's having a good time for the most part, most of the time. Yeah. Even if it's like six in the morning or five in the morning or four in the morning, everyone is so gracious. Like it's just such a great environment everywhere you go. Yeah. And it really seems like it starts from the top down too. Cause like we've gotten to know Derek a little bit and like Derek's just the nicest he can be. And it like really seems like it's like everybody you meet on any of those shows is just like the nicest human. You are completely correct. Including you, like you're part of this universe too. And you are incredibly kind. Like truly everyone is just so awesome. I feel so blessed to be here (laughs) um so we of course obviously we always like to ask actors when they come on the show like obviously we're big fans of television like what are some of the things that you're watching when you get like a little downtime okay so one thing that um I finished a while ago but it's just been stuck with me is I may destroy you the Michaela Mm -hmm. Cole oh my god that is I wouldn't if you have like kids or anything I wouldn't watch it with kids because it's definitely an adult show but it's just, it asks so many important, amazing questions and it flips it on its head like every episode and your mind is just blown with the complexities that she tackles. And she wrote it, it's crazy. Okay, um, another thing I have been watching is actually, have you heard of the show Call My Agent on Netflix? No, I didn't. It's a, yeah, it's a French show. It's, it's kind of predictable, but it's pretty hilarious. I really enjoyed that. And then, have you seen Fleabag? I've seen most of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Phoebe is just, she's incredible. Like, her humor, her timing, her everything is incredible. Um, And I think, oh, my God, I can't even remember. Oh, and obviously Schitt's Creek, because who can't watch? I mean, have you seen Schitt's Creek? I've seen some of it, yeah. I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but yeah. I mean, there's so much material to watch. I mean, how about you? That's the pro- I mean, that's the problem is it just feels like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me add this one to my list. And then I'm like, oh, here's 10 more that I need to add to my list. Exactly. No, absolutely correct. I mean, and also this is a big job, too. Like you're doing this once a week on Wednesdays. It's like a lot. I can't imagine. How yeah. I mean we love the shows and like obviously it's fun first and like feels like a job later but yeah sometimes it's like oh yeah Wednesdays and then Thursdays when we record and I'm like okay cool no totally totally I have so much respect for that that's so awesome what kind of shows other other than Chicago shows are you loving oh man I mean we end up both Dean and I kind of end up going back towards the same like firefighter uh, mm-hmm. police genre so like we both yeah. are watching like station 19 and all the 911 shows 
Um, ooh, what else have I binged recently? I was recently binging on my block. I haven't finished that on Netflix. Oh, I finished one, yeah. Um, that one was really good. Um, I know, yeah, just all kinds of stuff. I'll pretty much check out anything, though. I love totally. I mean, me too. Um, yeah. Anna Reloy, who directs some of the episodes, she's amazing. And she's been working on 911, and she was yeah. talking about, like, how, like, amazing it is. Like, they have incredible events and incidents on that show. I can only imagine how cool the special effects are, you know? Yeah. Have you gotten to be a part of any, like, crazy big accidents yet on fire? Um, not, not crazy big. Not crazy big. I mean, one, ugh, it's sad because it probably won't happen. Um, I, or, uh, again, what do I know? But <laughs> paramedics are very rarely, like, in the right. fire, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so cool seeing how they, like, we got, we were on the burn stage and just, like, seeing the massive scale of it and all of these talented special effects artists and how they make, I mean, all these pyromaniacs who are just focusing on fire every week. It's incredible. So it would be such a dream to, like, be able to do what, you know, all the other firefighters in the cast get to do each week. It's yeah, cool. it's kind of crazy, too, with, like, all the equipment and stuff and, like, how much you actually have to wear. Even just the actors, like, trying to act yeah. with all of that on. It's, like... I don't even. I know. Have you ever... I guess... I guess not, but, like, has have you ever had the opportunity to wear bunker gear before? Yeah, so I have because, so they do, like, a big media day typically every year. This year they did it virtually, and they did, like, demos and stuff. So in not last year, but 2019, I guess. Yeah, I got we got they did one and we did it like the fire one. We could put all the stuff on and like the oxygen tank on the back. Oh. It was like, I was like, oh, it's insane, right? God. It's insane. Yeah. I remember in this last episode um, or episode nine, that was the first time I ever wore bunker gear. Like that morning I put it on. I was like, oh my, oh my God, this is really heavy. And then they were like, okay, you're going to be like running this agility course and you're going to grab a dummy and you're going to grab a fire hose and you're competing with Alberto. And I remember just like, Alberto, like, can you please give me like 70 to 80% of what you're giving me right now? Cause I'm right. supposed to be neck and neck with you in about a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Editing magic. Editing magic. Oh my yeah. God. It's amazing what those people do, like real life firefighters and even the cast, just I wear know. it all day, every day. Yeah. No, it's it's super heavy. It's really <laughs> heavy. You don't think it's that heavy, and then you put it on, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, 100%. You're like, my shoulders are aching. Yes, so true. So it's true. so crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is all the questions I had. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, this was such a dream. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I truly yeah. am, I admire so much of the work and effort you put into this. It's so admirable. Yeah, and where can our listeners find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs. Uh, I'm not really <laughs> great at social media, but you can find me um, at just my name, Hanako, H-A-N-A-K-O, Greensmith, uh, on Instagram. And then my Twitter handle is Hanako Flowers. Made that a long time ago. <laughs> that's one of those like high school decisions you're like ooh. 100%. I've had to go back and be like maybe I should delete some of these things <laughs> this was yeah. definitely a 17 year old me writing this <laughs> yeah sometimes I see like my Facebook memories and I'm like why oh my God. did 14 year old me think really? that was fun to put out there truly really triggering triggering like why did I have full-on conversations on other people's walls yeah <laughs> I would never do that in 2021 yeah. so true yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. It was so yeah, great to meet of you. Of course, and anytime you want to come back, you're more yeah. than welcome. Anytime you have any other questions, I'm always around. Awesome. <laughs> right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon, Brian. Yes, we'll talk soon. All right, okay. bye. bye.